Matt Williamson's NFC power rankings to start the 2022 NFL season 16 through number one in the NFC as Matt Williamson sees it after preseason before week number one. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those Twitter Tuesday questions in for next week. It's going to be a fun week. It's NFL football time, and let's finish <laughs> up this week with some... NFC power rankings. If you missed it a couple days ago, we did the AFC side of things, and we'll talk about how the entire NFL power rankings sort of mesh together with the AFC and the NFC on today's podcast as well. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, for the listeners out there, Matt, what is the what is the process for you when you're doing your power rankings, and 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 how have things changed since I think we last checked in post draft? Yeah, last one I did. Uh, I like to keep a spreadsheet. You you probably are familiar that I do spreadsheets from time to time. Um, on May nineteenth, and then this one was August twenty sixth is when I put it together, and nothing's changed since the last two to three days, obviously, um, and. My rules for power ranks are we always count them down 32 to 1, or in this case, 16 to 1. And I always look at these teams. These are not predictions. They're not predictions. They are how good are you right now? Always use this analogy. 111-game series in Wichita, Kansas, neutral field. The Lions and Jets square off 111 times. Who do you think wins that series? Well, I I have Detroit at 26, and I have the Jets at 27. So I think the Lions would win that series barely. And that's how I do it. And obviously this time of year is tough because everyone's healthy. All your first-round picks are going to be stars. You know, nothing bad's going to happen to your team. Well, none of that's really true. You know, I mean, it's all bad from here mostly. And Matt, looking at your power rankings for the AFC and the NFC, just downright disrespectful to the NFC this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm an the, AFC top, guy. the top three teams in the NFL you have as AFC teams, and the bottom four teams in the NFL you have as NFC teams, which starts at number 16 in the NFC, 32 in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing good things about Mariota and Ritter and London and Pitts. And I mean, they probably waited a year too long to blow this thing up, but there's some progress being made. But I also heard this today, and I can't confirm it, and I don't have it nearby. But Atlanta is under a 2% chance to win their division. Under 2%. You know, like... That's mind-boggling to me. I mean, they're a pretty bad football team that needs a lot. I mean, I mentioned some pieces in place, A.J. Terrell. You know, other than that, it's hard to find building blocks. 2% chance to win your division. I, I can't imagine how it would even get that low, even for the Falcons this year. Even for right, the right. Team in the NFL, so many crazy things happen in a small sample season in the NFL. 2% is, is pretty darn low. 
I mean, they won seven games last year. I mean, they shouldn't have. I mean, their <laughs> their, their Pythagorean win total was much lower, but they did end up with seven wins. So if it's not the Atlanta Falcons that end up with the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, according to Matt Williamson, it could likely be the Chicago Bears who come in at 31 overall in the NFL and 15 in the NFC. I mean, I think it's very telling that they are – they put in waiver claims left and right. I mean, they realize their roster is as bad as it gets in the league right now. So we'll take your cast offs, your Leatherwoods, and we'll see what we can make out of it. I've said this 8,000 times on the podcast, and I firmly believe it. Bears fans, you just have to weather the storm for this year. Mr. Fields, you need to just weather the storm for one year because – uh, this time next year, there will be optimism around the team. I'm not saying they're going from worst to first next year, but they have a ridiculous amount of cap space. I think they're going to pick very early. You know, you may have Will Anderson and, you know, your five favorite free agents, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, we're back. But it's going to be a long year. That doesn't sound terrible. If you're no, right. Chicago Bears, even if you lose a lot of games, and, and to be honest with you, if if Justin Fields is just average, an average NFL just quarterback survive. here, that's yeah. a huge win because he might not get that much help. It just look like you belong is really mm-hmm. important for, for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. And yeah, $100 million in cap space. They did claim uh, Amir Smith-Marset as well, who was waived sure. from the uh, Minnesota Vikings, one of those many 2021 draft picks from the Vikings that okay. did not make his roster. Uh, and a nice little pickup for the Bears too. So yeah, uh, find out who the players are. Find out who the foundational pieces are and then add a bunch more in the offseason. And if your quarterback is for real, uh, that could turn around pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And which like leads us to this next team, the Giants. Well, I think the Giants would love if they had Justin Fields. You know, like I don't think they have that guy, but they have a pair of tackles. You know, that's something. You know, like guys like Barkley and Shepard and Galladay probably aren't in your long-term mix. You know, so... You're looking for foundational players. And how good would Jones have to be to even – I mean, let's say the Giants have a top seven pick. And Jones, does he have any chance to keep his job? Uh, he does. He, he would mean, have to do yeah. quite a bit, I think, to win over the new regime there. Um, and then he would have to play so well that you He'd wouldn't even so try well. to right. – A high-level competition for him next year. And – Different than the Chicago Bears, the Giants are kind of in the opposite situation where they've got some playmakers on offense. Offensive line is looking much better than Chicago's yeah, yeah, yeah. for their young quarterback, but they don't have the young quarterback to plug in there yet. So which is harder to find, the build around the quarterback or the yeah. actual, actual quarterback itself for those two rebuilds going forward? They may have edge rushers in New York. I mean, Wondell Robinson could be a foundational piece. Like, the Bears would like to have Wondell Robinson, and they also have a lot of cap space next year, too. So... I don't know that the most important piece is available, and I don't hate Jones. I just have a hard time envisioning a scenario where they're as bad as I think they're going to be and that they keep him as the starter. I mean, I think Ritter has a better chance to be a starter than Jones next year. Yes, yeah. On the same team. It it would be hard for me to imagine that they don't pick in the top 10. And if you're picking the top 10, Jones is not your guy. Right. I mean, and his contract's up. That's why it's what's different about Fields or Ritter or, you know. So that is the New York Giants at 30, number 14 in the NFC. And continuing on that theme, the bottom four teams in the NFL, according to Matt Williamson, coming into the 2022 season, the Seattle Seahawks at 29 in the NFL and 13 in the NFC. And I bet Pete Carroll coaxes a win or two out of this team that he shouldn't. 
but there aren't many rosters that are nearly this bad. And this is their rebuild year. I mean, they drafted two tackles. They're going to play them. They drafted two corners. They drafted two edge guys. If they hit on half of those guys, they'll be in pretty good shape. Needless to say, though, they need a quarterback. I mean, there's no... I can't write a fiction novel that is close to believable that they have their quarterback on their roster. One, one thing I'll say about the Seattle Seahawks is that Geno Smith is at least an NFL quarterback. Yeah, maybe right, he's right. maybe he's not one of 32 starters in the league, but he he's a he's a backup caliber quarterback at least yeah. and deserves to be on a roster. And uh, at this age in his career, and we saw it last year a little bit, you know, you could win some games with him. And it's not like you're running David Blau out there like the right, Detroit right. Lions were when they were earning the number one overall pick. And they're well coached, and they still have some talent there on both sides of the ball. So I can see things going better than we expect for the Seattle Seahawks just because they're in close games, even though they lose a lot, they're going to win some of those too. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect them to be hard to play against. Carroll will get the most out of them. Gino won't be the reason they lose, but probably won't be the reason they win. You know. Seahawks, Giants, Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, bottom four in the NFC, according to Matt Williamson's week one power rankings for 2022. We'll get to the middle of the NFC and then find out who Matt has ranked at the top for those Super Bowl contenders coming up. But first, we got to let the folks know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. It's not just all about betting at Bet Online. Get the information you need to place those bets and win those bets at Bet Online as well. By the way, looking at their lines for who will win the number one seed in the NFC, according to Bet Online, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three to one, the Packers at four to one, the Dallas Cowboys at five to one. So those are the betting lines. Does that match up with Matt Williamson's top? of the NFC rankings here in the power rankings. Uh, I have a feeling it does not. We'll have to find out <laughs> at the end of this episode. Um, find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and reviews, uh, including this year's opening week's games and lines already up there at Bet Online. Also, your, conti- your continued source at Bet Online for uh, many, many sports, not just the NFL. We're talking Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, esports, you name it, even live in-game betting as well so get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at bet online where the game starts okay matt we are now at number 12 in your power rankings in 2022 for week one this is how teams look right now today and we'll be checking in throughout the season maybe monthly here maybe you know once every other month or something like that uh at the power rankings and how things might change and you know how it happens in the nfl some teams arrive and they arrive quickly and things can change quickly in the nfl and right now you've got a team that's been at the bottom and this is about as high as i've ever seen since we've been doing this show (laughs) the detroit lions 26 in the nfl and 12 in the NFC coming into the year. And I kind of wanted to put them higher. I mean, I think my opinion keeps going up and up in these guys, but when you look at it this way and you got, I mean, yeah, I couldn't put others lower. I mean, so that's just where we're at. Um, Here's a crazy prediction. I think Jared Goff's going to have a good year. Like, I think they might be him as the starter or him in a, Ritter-like pick next year, not going all in. I, I'm kind of coming around on Goff, it, it protected, throwing to Jamison Williams late in the year. You know, next year might be all about the defense. Yeah, like Goff to Chark could be a sneaky, yeah, like decent connection. Yeah. Right, right, right. 
efficient to Hawk and Swift and St. Brown, big plays to Chark and Jamison Williams. I think Goff can run that offense quite, quite well, and I didn't yeah. think that a couple months ago. Still a ton of work to do, but clearly, and, and judging by the, the Jameson Williams pick in the draft, knowing that he's mm-hmm. sort of a, someone for the future, not necessarily for this year, I think they know that they're not going to be they're not going to beat the Packers, right, for the, sure, for the top sure. spot in the NFC North this year. And they could shock the world and do it, and I'm sure they're going to be trying and, and fighting like heck, which is you know what you like about Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. But they still, even though they've added more talent, they, they still need to add more, and then we'll find out what that quarterback situation ends up looking like. But they're getting better. They're getting better. I like the direction of this team a lot. A lot of NFL teams feel like they've turned the corner, and, and I don't think the bottom of the league is as bad as it has been for some years. 100%. And again, uh, this is the, the time of eternal optimism. You know, I mean, everything looks right. good, and you watch hard knocks, <laughs> and Detroit's going to get them this year, you know. Yeah, and you think it's great. Then we, at, right. yeah. And then uh, I might eat those words when we do these power ranks again. Be like, oh, my God, these these five teams are a disaster. Yeah, like, I mean, mm-hmm. Hutchinson misses time, and Penny Sewell misses time, and then they win two games. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, bad things are going to happen. Speaking of David Blau, by the way, uh, he was waived. They brought in Nate Sudfeld, who was cut by the 49ers. They mm-hmm. signed David Blau to the uh, practice squad. Or no, uh, I believe the Minnesota Vikings uh, signed David Blau to their practice squad. Maybe okay. a little intel on the uh, on the division opponents. Next on the list, though, is not in the NFC North. That is in the NFC East, the Washington Commanders, coming in at 24 overall in the NFL and number 11 in the NFC. And like the Lions, you can get optimistic about these guys. I mean, say what you want about Wentz, but he's a quarterback upgrade. I mean, they played a lot of games with Heineke, who can't throw the ball down the field. They have a good line. I like their skill guys. Their D-line could be the best in the league. I mean, that's possible. But they don't win many games. (laughs) Washington, I think we were a little bit ahead of the curve last year, expecting Mm -hmm. more from them. And then now this year, it's like, okay, pump the brakes. Now you got to show me because now I don't believe anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, prove it to me again. You know, I mean, I like what you have here on paper, but is Wentz a winner? Is this organization a winner? I don't know. Actually, the next team has that same conversation. Yeah, the next team could go. This is maybe the most volatile team in the NFC with the Carolina Panthers. You have them at 21 overall in the NFL, number 10 in the NFC. So, you know, you don't have them projected as a playoff team, but if at the end of the year, the Carolina Panthers are in the playoffs. I wouldn't be all that shocked. I don't think they have that difficult of a path to get there in the NFC. I think it's a huge upgrade, even though, you know, they Baker Mayfield has his warts. I think a, a revenge tour for Baker Mayfield could really help the Carolina Panthers. And really quarterback was the biggest thing holding them down. And they've got weapons on offense running game in the passing game, and they've got pieces on defense too. So this could be, a, and it, this could be the most improved team in the NFL this year. But again, you kind of need to see it. Yeah, and we've said for years, you've always talked about their good young defense. I believe that. I think this was the worst offense in football last year, and almost every number bears it out. Sam Darnold was horrendous. Their O-line was horrendous. They're going to have three or four new starters on the line, and Baker's an NFL quarterback. Is that enough to get you nine wins, maybe even ten, and sneak into the playoffs? Absolutely could. Or... McCaffrey gets hurt again, rules fired in week four. <laughs> you know, like What's that can happen over-under? too. What's the over-under for games McCaffrey plays this year? He's my first pick overall in fantasy. Oh, okay. So you're just swinging for the fences because yeah, his, his per-game production is off the chart. 
So if he is healthy, then he's the best player that you could have on your fantasy football roster. I don't trust yeah. him. Though. I have the second pick in the draft coming up. I know Taylor's going one, and I, I'm tossing a turn in at night trying to figure out this weekend if I'm going to draft McCaffrey two or if I'm going to draft Justin Jefferson. And I know Justin mm. Jefferson is the safe pick, but wide receiver is a lot easier to find later on. Okay. And this is a family show, so I'm not going to say what Adam Levitan says about people that don't pick McCaffrey, but remind me to tell it to you after we hit the uh, record button off. So okay. I, I want the second pick and draft. I'll, I'll take yeah. McCaffrey or Taylor, whoever you, I'll be glad. I'd love to have number two. I think a good way to put it is you're not trying to finish second, right? Right. I mean, yeah. we're hitting home runs here, man. Mm-hmm. Swain for the fences, CMC. He might be on my roster, even though I don't feel great about it. We'll see what he does for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, even though he was a hit and have been a really good player for the Panthers, he hasn't helped them win a lot of football games, which is why you don't nope. draft running backs uh, in the top 10. Uh, we can say that about Saquon Barkley and the Giants. But they have, a, yeah, the, the Carolina Panthers are an interesting team. They'll be fun to watch, and I think they could be good and they could be a disaster. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. The Arizona Cardinals, can they play a a full season of good football? They were one of the best teams in football the first half of the year and fell apart, and it's been a trend so far in the Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray era for the Cardinals to to, uh, just kind of fall, not even fall apart, just wither away late in seasons. You've got them right in the middle here, 16 overall in the NFL, number nine in the NFC. Yeah, I'm kind of down on them. I don't see them as a playoff team, but – there is ability there. I mean, it, I just think that I don't trust the the trio of GM, head coach, and quarterback all that much, to be very honest with you. I see the ability there. I see the allure, particularly in Murray. I just don't know that they do the little things or they have enough corners or, you know, like I don't think this defense is particularly good. Yeah. And they I always say about – what's that? They got worse on defense. They got so, worse on defense. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to carry him. They're a rare combination of small and old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then you wonder why you wear down late in the season, you know? That's true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. We are at, uh, let's see, we're in the middle of the NFC and I lost the we list. Here we Dallas. We are down to the Dallas Cowboys at number eight. Oh, okay. So some, some Cowboys fans are not going to like this. At Williams NFL on Twitter. Don't at me. At Matt. These are his power rankings. Dallas Cowboys. Why are they number 15 in the NFL? Number eight in the NFC. I'm a little worried about the mojo. I mean, left tackle, uh, already had some O-line defections to begin with, a lot of receiver injuries, although it sounds like the Gallup news is better than expected. Um, I, I just think that they're not going to lead the league in turnovers again. You know, that uh, Dak, I think, will have a better year than last year. So they could be quite good. And they were a better team, I think, than people realized last year. But I don't love the mojo around them right now. And you clearly have a tier here in the middle of the NFC, and they're all packed in yeah. in the middle of your NFL rankings as well. So there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five teams in the NFC, and uh, they're all between 11 and 16 in the NFC. Overall. So there's only one AFC team among them. Uh, how do you tier this out? Is it your number seven team, Minnesota Vikings, with Dallas and Arizona, seven, eight, nine in the NFC? Yeah. Um, or are the teams? I don't want to. I don't want to go too far ahead. Are some teams ahead of them in this same middle of the road NFC tier, like sort of the the fighting for the couple wild card spot teams? Sort of. I mean, I have a hard time envisioning the Vikes, Cowboys, or Cardinals reaching or winning the Super Bowl. You know, but I think that they can be 
solid playoff contenders. You know, Minnesota is a little better than average. You know, I mean, uh, I think their offense will be out of the stone ages, and I think the defense is better than what they showed last year. So nine is the Arizona Cardinals. Eight is the Dallas Cowboys. Seven is the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC. Next, we'll get to the top six in the NFC. The team's Matt Williamson is uh, banking on to potentially make the playoffs, at least the playoff teams to start the season, the week one Matt Williamson NFC power rankings i do want to thank everybody for making locked for making a peacock and williamson mm-hmm. your first listen here on the locked on podcast network every day now for your second listen go check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the nfl season the local team experts of the locked on podcast network plus a betting angle from lee sterling of locked on bets all combining into one ultimate nfl preview search for the ultimate Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, number six, Matt, in the NFC is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is a team I guess you could say the same about. I, I I think I'd probably have Dallas over Minnesota and New Orleans. Would you? I, and it's, I it's a minor that. quibble. I would probably go Dallas six, New Orleans seven, Minnesota eight if okay. I was in this. Um, and I might even have a little tear just because I don't know what to expect from Minnesota. And they've just been that middle of the road team for so long and new head coach. Did they figure it out that quickly with their new head coach and what really changed to make them much better this year? And uh, I do think the chances for the Cowboys and the Saints are a little bit better. But with the Saints, there's still some unknown with their quarterback situation. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what James Winston's going to look like for a full year at quarterback. Yeah, I could also paint the picture where they win the South and you know beat Tampa twice head to head. They always play them really tough. I think they're a physical team. Where if Michael Thomas is back to being Michael Thomas and Kamara and Alave and Landry, I think they could be quite good there. Their line is always good. I'm a Winston believer, um, but not versus Stafford, Rogers, Brady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And there is an opportunity for the saints to, uh, you know, I would put them in the, in the playoffs right now today. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a possibility they fall and what's going on at left tackle. They lost their left tackle, their first round pick Trevor Penning's going on IR to start the season, you know, so there could be some early season hiccups getting that unit kind of together, but there's still a lot of talent on that team. They lost CJ Gardner Johnson. So, you know, it's just, it's a team that I think is going to be a work in progress and a team that I'm going to be monitoring because I just don't know really how to feel about them. The next team I know how to feel about because they should oh. be your number one seed. Next. <laughs> you got the San Francisco 49ers here at 11 in the NFL and number five in the NFC. Take it away. Is Are they in the right spot? Uh, it's a perfect spot for them. I mean, talk about volatility. They're starting a first-year quarterback. Right, right, so right. But go- I trust the organization. And they do have that fallback option now. The guy that's gotten him to a Super Bowl, the guy that's gotten him to an NFC Championship, and Jimmy Garoppolo, if Trey Lance happens to be a disaster, which really helps their floor. And I don't think that's necessarily why Jimmy Garoppolo is there. Uh, If he plays, I think it'll be more likely for injury instead of Trey Lance just playing poorly and just getting replaced by Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback. But the, the rest of the roster is Super Bowl ready. They've got tons of playmakers on offense. They've got one of the best defenses, maybe the best defense in the NFL. It's going to be a problem pass rushing on teams. Their defensive line is really strong. Uh, they're better in coverage this year than they were last year, and they're already a pretty good defense last year. But 
it's the young quarterback behind an offensive line that has some questions on the sure. interior. Three new starters at both guards and center spots. So if it goes wrong in San Francisco, it's probably because uh, there's a young quarterback that's facing too much pressure, you know, right in his grill. I think they have to play a certain type of way. I mean, if it's Monday night in Kansas City and the first one to 50 wins, well, they probably won't win. You know what I mean? And it's hard, as good as the 49ers roster is and as well coached as they are, it's hard to say, hey, first time quarterback, we have no idea what this guy's going to look like. They're going to go win the division against the right, team that right, just right, won right. the Super Bowl. So that is tough to say. So I think you have them in the right spot. Okay. And then it looks like you have a, a clear tier at the top with the top four teams right in a row. You've got three AFC teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Chargers at one, two, three, and then four NFC teams all the way down to number seven. And that fourth team in the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles, who continue to get stronger, adding C.J. Gardner-Johnson now on defense. And this team's clearly going for it. And similar to the 49ers, how well their quarterback plays is how well they're going to finish. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone can figure out who those four teams are. There's one from each respective NFC division. Uh, pretty much who everyone thinks will win those divisions. Um, a lot of people will take Dallas over Philly. Uh, the other divisions look pretty well chalky. I just love this team. Uh, I mean, uh, both lines of scrimmage is where I keep coming back to. The 300-pounders in Philadelphia are better than anywhere in the league. Like, here's a random one. I, like, I love the Gardner-Johnson pickup. They picked up Bradbury before that. Um, A.J. Brown, oh, by the way. I mean, they've added a ton. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, and year two for Devontae Smith. I mean, I still think yes. he's a stud in the NFL. Yes. I mean, Goddard's going to be on my fantasy team a lot as well. Um, here's a, a shot in the dark. I bet you can get great odds on. Like, the Kobe Dean could be defensive rookie of the year. You know, third yeah. round pick. I mean, he's going to get protected just like in Georgia. Just run around, man. <laughs> he's got his defensive tackle for Georgia in front of right. him. Right. And and th that's one of the things with this team is, and Nicobe Dean fell in the drafts, like, ah, oh, injury problems. It's like, well, he's ready to play. So I don't know what how bad that injury problem was for him. And by the way. Maybe he won't have a long career, but he might have a really good rookie year. Uh, he might have a good short career. Right. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, by the one, to, to get the one seed in the NFC, 12 to 1 odds. So hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It could happen. Not terrible. Not terrible betting odds. If you think they're going to be one of the uh, uh, division champions, then then that's not bad odds at all to be the number one seed in the AFC. I, mm -hmm. I mean, or in the NFC. I mean, they're a better team right now on paper than I thought the Tennessee Titans were going into last year, and they were the one seed. Yeah. Good point. Green Bay Packers coming Real in at quick, number three. Yeah. These three teams, everyone knows who they're going to be. You know, one of them I think is going to fall off. And I don't know who. Is it going to be Brady? Is the are the Rams actually going to have to deal with injuries? Like, if you said the Rams, Tampa, and Green Bay, would you say yes or no that all three actually win their divisions? I bet the I would bet no, and I don't know who's going to flounder, but I think somebody stubs their toe and doesn't stay on top like they have. Uh, and I don't even know which one's going to be. I mean, I, just I can't see the Packers not winning their division. I know, I know. That's I know. the one that I think is just. I mean, even if they only win 10 games and they're not, you know, a 13 win team again, mm -hmm. uh, Rodgers is going to find someone to catch the football, even though Devontae Adams isn't there. And it might hurt him a little bit, but their defense is better than it was last year. Defense is great. So the Packers are going to be good and they're going to be, even if they don't play amazing, they're going to win that division. So mm -hmm. that I have no question in, which is why I might even just put them at number one. Really? Like, yeah, uh, I think they're a good bet this year because of that. And Tampa Bay, some age, some injury, get a little worried there. And uh, you mentioned it with the Rams. I think they just have some more competition in their division. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, one injury 
Stafford's already got a bad arm coming into the year. So yeah. I think it's a lot easier to see how they wouldn't win their division than probably both Tampa and Green Bay. And I'd probably put it, if I had to bet on who wins their division, I'd go Green Bay, Tampa, then the Rams. Okay. Even though I don't think those teams are necessarily better than the Rams. And so right. for those of you who are wondering, so this is how uh, Matt has the top three. Rams number one in the NFC, Tampa number two in the NFC, and Green Bay number three in the NFC. So how did you break up that cluster? I really felt like I just had to shove them all together. I mean, because they're very similar. They have sustained success, strong coaches, strong quarterbacks, Super Bowl champ in that group, two of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, you know, back-to-back MVPs. I mean, the accolades you can throw around, the best offensive player in the world, you know, I mean, the accolades you can throw around for those three teams are really, really strong. And this is no science or scouting. I just think one of the three doesn't live up to it. I I mean, it just seems like they've sustained success so long. They're due to slip. Someone's going to slip in the NFC. Who's it going to be? Those are the NFC power rankings, according to Matt Williamson, going into week one of the NFL season. Let me just run them down real quick for those who forgot the order. Starting at number one in the NFC, we've got the L.A. Rams. Two is Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then the Green Bay Packers at three. Philadelphia Eagles, four. San Francisco 49ers, five. New Orleans Saints, six. The Minnesota Vikings are seven. The Dallas Cowboys, eight. Arizona Cardinals, nine. Carolina Panthers, 10. Washington Commanders, 11. Detroit Lions, 12. Seattle Seahawks, 13. New York Giants, 14. Chicago Bears, 15. And at the bottom of the list, it is the Atlanta Falcons, 32 in the NFL, 16 in the NFC. At Williamson NFL, if you don't like those, find him <laughs> on Twitter and let Bring him know. Do not at me about it. But, you know, if you want to say hi, I'm at BD Peacock on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great Labor Day weekend.